Catch the fire. Fire. Catch the fire. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Catch the Fire. I'm Susie McKenzie here with Lisa Flood, and we are always excited to be with you here on Catch the Fire. Right, Lisa? We absolutely are. Susie, I love when we just jump into, okay, what's the Holy Spirit done this week? Spreading the fire or feeling the fire or catching the fire? Well, I know. I mean, the Holy Spirit never stops. I I don't know. Does the Holy Spirit ever get tired? I don't think so. (laughs) Lisa, how did you catch the fire, spread it, feel it? Okay, Get close so to it. <laughs> I, I love it. It was a, a spreading the fire moment. I had a meeting with someone and, you know, we discussed what we needed to discuss. But as soon as we sat down to talk, I felt this little tug on my heart to bring up the under of knots novena and share it with this friend. And I thought, OK, I don't know how I'm going to I'm like having this little struggle as we're talking about the business we need to discuss. And I'm thinking, OK. And I I literally, I said, okay, Jesus, if you want me to do this, you better open the door because this is going to seem really weird for me to just jump into this right away. So we finished our conversation and and business. And at the end, my friend brought up, okay, there's one more thing I need to talk to you about. And it's unrelated. And it was a relationship issue. And as soon as I heard what I heard, I knew this was the reason to share the Undoor of Knots novena. And so I just smiled the biggest smile. And I said, I know you won't think this is crazy, but Our Lady really wants you to pray this novena. I really feel that. So that's where we left it. I really was hearing God saying, please share this prayer to my mother for this friend. And the door was clearly opened, and I knew I needed to walk through it. Okay, so I'm listening, and I'm thinking, okay, as usual, all the dots get connected with us, right? I I love it. We say the Holy Spirit drives the bus, and I think he really does. He's a good bus driver. And mine was a little similar about this, is about novenas. I'm actually doing the Mary Undoer of Knott's Novena until, I'm actually extending it until this particular thing gets unknotted. Susie, I'm constantly praying it. I love it. And I'm praying it every single day. I've made that commitment. But what happened was I realized that, um, and I've said this before on the show, we've talked about this, you know, put your money where your mouth is, put your sacrifice where your prayer is. And so I knew that God had to give me a couple of new novenas, (laughs) Holy (laughs) Spirit. (laughs) And um, I, I asked for the right sacrifices to make to put some muscle into my prayer. And um, I believe that, well, I know the Holy Spirit totally did it. And so there's two more novenas that I'm doing, Lisa, that are shorter ones, but one is the St. Therese novena. That's actually something you do for five days. And so it's not, it's a St. Therese prayer commitment more so than a novena. And then St. Joan of Arc. Ooh. And let me tell you, when you start thinking about what St. Joan of Arc did, guys, uh, it, it's she was burned at the stake. I mean, as a young girl, I mean, this is beyond my comprehension. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit actually gave me more of the fire through these novenas and these little sacrifices that I've been called to make to put some muscle behind my prayer. And I've actually been able to share it. And just a little side note, I ran into a mutual friend of ours on Tuesday who was on the phone with you when I saw her. <laughs> And we started talking about this whole put your sacrifice where your prayer is. So um, it, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit just 
puts it out there and it just it's like a fire it just spreads well it is like a fire and go figure um the spreading involves a lot of prayer doesn't it well it always does and lisa we always have something that we kind of talk about that we believe the holy spirit is leading us to talk about here on catch the fire and it came to me when i was praying and thinking about what we would do today um this idea of the holy spirit because it I mean, obviously, Catch the Fire (laughs) is about the Holy Spirit. But I want to focus a little bit on the second glorious mystery, and that's the ascension. And when we pray through Our Lady to Jesus, and we have these different mysteries of the rosary, one of them in the the, um, glorious mysteries, we say, because we can never fully wrap our heads around them, is the ascension. And I want to talk about a whole new way of looking at the ascension. Because i got to be honest, when I prayed the ascension, I'm like, eh, okay, so you're God. You went up into heaven. Like, okay, I get it. It's a big deal. But what does it really mean? And then I start, I have really been thinking about the breaking of those physical bonds between heaven and earth. I mean, God broke those bonds by becoming a person. Mm-hmm. And then he went up into heaven, and then they had that waiting time before the Holy Spirit came. So your thoughts, Lisa, on that in-between time between this crazy, like no kidding, earth-shattering event of the ascension, and then waiting for the Holy Spirit. What do you think the apostles were doing, thinking, and feeling? Susie, it's funny you say that because every time I pray with the ascension, I really think that I would have been sitting there heartbroken, that I'm watching, like, yes. you're leaving me after all yes. of this? You're leaving me? That's what I would have felt. I know that's what I would have felt. I could only guess that's what the apostles felt. We know they were they were terrified. I mean, they were hiding in a room waiting for this gift that Jesus promised. But what is that going to look like? What is that going to mean? Well, exactly. So we have the benefit of 2,000 years of faith and tradition, right? And scripture and, you know, all these martyrs, all the apostles, all the writers of Holy Scripture telling us what happened. They didn't. No, I, I think... Um, I'm I'm certain that they had the grace they needed to live through that time. But I can tell you, I would have been sitting there shaking my head saying, I know he knows what he's talking about, but this does not make sense to me. After all of this, he's got to go. Exactly. I I would have been like, I'm with you because I've grappled with that, that heartbroken, almost mad feeling. Like, really? Yes. You're leaving us? You came back and now you're leaving. But then, Lisa, let me ask you this. Because that's such a big deal, and because they probably had a lot of, who knows, a lot of confusion. I mean, you know Peter did, because he was so impetuous. <laughs> he was like, what? Not Peter. <laughs> you saved me walking on the water. What is this? And, But because of that, doesn't it, one day it hit me. But then that means the Holy Spirit really is God. Yes, and it means that gift that he promised the Holy Spirit really is that big and really is that powerful and really is that important to us. Is Jesus, because he said, I will leave you the comforter. I will leave you the advocate and the paraclete. So it has to be true. It does, and I feel like um, when I pray with the mysteries and really, really, really try to um, enter the scene, so to speak, or really try to focus on the mysteries. That's where all this stuff comes up that we're talking about, right? When I zoom through the rosary, which sometimes I'm like, okay, I have to pray my rosary and I only have like this amount of time and go start now. (laughs) That's not the same experience as what you're talking about when we really just really go into the mystery and say, okay, if, if I were sitting there 
as I'm watching Jesus ascend into heaven, what would I have thought? It just, it moves us. It absolutely moves us. Oh my gosh, we could talk forever about this, but we're going to wrap up this first little segment and we have Father Jacob DeMont coming next. Stay with us here on Catch the Fire. What is one of the best gifts we parents can give our kids? Hi, this is Erin Franco with the Catholic Mom Minute. As parents, we naturally want to give our kids the world, but so many of us wake up one day and realize that in the name of giving our kids the world, marriage starts to feel like we're just roommates taking care of the same children. A great marriage doesn't just happen. It takes work and it takes three, a husband, a wife, and God. It's so important to create time to regularly get away with your spouse, to talk, and especially to pray as a couple about your marriage and family. So get something on the calendar, find a sitter, or get takeout and put those kids to bed early. Just make it happen. Because being intentional about maintaining a godly, happy marriage is one of the very best gifts we can give our kids and our spouses. I'm Erin Franco at CatholicMomMinute.com. Hello and welcome back to Catch the Fire. I'm Susie McKenzie here with Lisa Flood and Father Jacob DeMott, Legionaries of Christ Priest. And we're going to talk about, well, something that he's involved with right now that's super exciting. Welcome, Father Jacob, to Catch the Fire. Thank you. Very good to be here with everyone. We're so glad you're here with us. Father Jacob, there is something sort of kind of new going on, and it's called the Lumen Institute. And I just, this is a subject near and dear to my heart about the uh, marriage of our Catholic faith life and business in the free marketplace. So let's just dive in. Tell us about the Lumen Institute. Okay, well, the Lumen Institute started about 20 years ago. Um, the first chapter began in uh, the New York area, uh, close to New York City. There were a few men who were attending uh, a weekday mass at one of the local parishes, and one of our uh, legionary priests, uh, Father John Connor, who was serving in New York at the time, we have a community in Rye, New York, uh, was saying uh, some of those masses was filling in at the local parish and uh, spoke um, about this theme of how to bring faith more into our everyday life, especially into our businesses. And that was probably the first time, I think, that a number of these um, businessmen heard about how I can evangelize in the workplace. I can bring my faith to the workplace. And so they approached Father John after the Mass and said, look, you know, a couple of us, go to, you know, one of the local uh, buildings here to work every morning, and uh, we know each other well, uh, but we're very interested in how to practically bring faith into our workplace. And so this initiative of Lumen Institute started. Uh, Father John started getting together with this group, uh, and it quickly grew into what's called a chapter, where they had maybe about 15 uh, businessmen from that area getting together about once a month for what's called a leadership circle, where they would have a gospel reflection and then a case study. And the case study is basically where they might be reflecting on a current issue in the news or in the church 
or it could even be, look, this is, I'm, you know, I'm going through this right now at my business, maybe a big change, or, uh, you know, we have to lay off some personnel and I want to get your advice or I want to get your input on this. And they'll talk about it, you know, and, and what to do more morally, ethically, the right decision. Uh, so it brings these like uh, hearted people together and uh, helps them to go deeper into uh, their faith and apply it very practically to, uh, you know, the day-to-day business life. And uh, on top of that, it's a very kind of personalized um, formation that they can also receive. Uh, the Legionary is one of our big um, areas of expertise in that sense is working with the lay people. It's helping them to grow um, more in their own relationship with Christ deepen in their own understanding of the gift of our faith, and then to take that and to spread that in their circles of life, in their family, in the workplace, and um, really to go out as disciples. And so a big part of that formation, personalized formation, is spiritual direction, and that's one-on-one. In Lumen, they call it spiritual coaching, so it's basically spiritual direction. Uh, The guys like that term, spiritual coaching. So uh, they uh, will often uh, ask the chaplain of the local chapter. We have chapters now in New York, um, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston. Um, There's actually a couple in Houston. There's another one specifically in Woodlands, uh, one in Philadelphia. And now uh, we just started this past um, about about a year and a half ago in New Orleans. And um, so in each uh, chapter has a chaplain. Are you the chaplain of the group in New Orleans? Yeah, so I'm the chaplain of the group here uh, in New Orleans, and all the the men that are in the group here are from the New Orleans area. Like, they live on the South Shore, um, and there's about eight or nine currently in, uh, in the chapter. Uh, we're the youngest chapter, not only, like, the newest one beginning, but also the members themselves. Uh, most of the members tend to be you know, 40s to 60s, I would say, in, in age. But uh, ours are more like early 30s to about mid-40s. Um, so they're younger dads. Most of them still uh, raising, you know, young children, uh, but have seen this as such a great way to uh, take those next, next steps in living their faith. And uh, many of them are uh, very successful in business. Uh, there's one you know, man, that's the CEO of a company, and now he's starting his own company in real estate and kind of switching over between the two. But, uh, you know, of course, I mean, he's got his hands full. He's got three little kids and his wife, and, and he's the one that initially kind of came to me saying, look, I really want to go deeper in my faith. You know, I'm part of some of these different organizations, but I really haven't found what I'm looking for, right? I want to, I want to find practically how do I bring faith you know, into my everyday life, into my family, into my workplace in a, a concrete way, right? And and so I started telling him about this Lumen, and, and I sent him the website. Uh, and when he saw it, he gave me a call, like, immediately and said, Father, this is exactly what I'm looking for, right? And so I think it, it does meet a need in regard to um, practically bringing faith into our everyday life through the business world, right? And Father Jacob, uh, rather, what, what does someone have to do if, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking there are going to be people listening, wives and saying, oh, I want my husband to do this, or men saying, because it, it sounds like it's all men, right? Right now, this so, group is all men? 
Correct. The leadership circle is all men, but, and that's kind of the neat thing for Lumen, is we do have, especially in some of our more developed chapters, we have like a uh, branch off of a ministry for their wives, right? So there's the wives are part of Lumen as well, meaning we do, we do have couples events. So uh, usually two or three times a year, um, we'll have a couples event. Like last year, we did a retreat for the couples at uh, Notre Dame Seminary. Um, one of our other priests, Father Mark, who's the national chaplain for Lumen, he's out of New York. Uh, he worked at the uh, Patrons of the Arts. He was the director for the Patrons of the Arts in Rome for about 10 years. And while he was there, he published two books um, that have um, reflections on artwork in Rome. One is specifically on all the artwork that is done on angels, right? And then the other one is just a more general one. But uh, the, the theme of the retreat for the Lumen members and their wives was praying with art, right? So we did a retreat, like a mini retreat at um, Notre Dame Seminary on that, right? And then we do like try to have um, a couple of guest speaker series as well, and then the wives come to that. Father Jacob, Father yeah. Jacob, I'm curious because I happen to live in a world where women are running their own businesses right. and that women are both moms, wives. They are um, wearing a lot of different hats. Um, what is there any vision, any prayer possibly going into the fact of looking at women who are business leaders? And, and this is something as we're developing, uh, you know, as Lumen develops. Like I know our chapter in Chicago, and it's interesting. I um, before I came down to New Orleans, uh, I worked in Chicago for my first five or six years as a priest, and got to know. Well, I got to see Lumen there, um, and actually, the president of the Lumen chapter in Chicago is a woman. Uh, so her name is Beth Sikowski, a good friend of mine. She had her sons in some of the youth programs I worked with when I was uh, there in the Chicago area. She and her husband are both in uh, the chapter there. She's actually the chapter president um, and runs her own business, right? But they both run their own businesses. Yeah. <laughs> They're a pretty high-powered <laughs> couple, right? And yeah. uh, she has actually also brought into her company a program called His Way at Work, which was another initiative started by a man I know in Atlanta who uh, – you know, wanted to go even like in a sense deeper of, okay, we can bring in this organization into your workplace where we get your staff on board, where we have some leadership training um, and talk about like, you know, with of course the leadership first, how far do you want to bring these Catholic or Christian values directly into your workplace? So she got that going at her business and has been very successful, right? Where it's, People are coming to work, not just to work, right? But they're like motivated to work, right? And uh, there's some beautiful uh, opportunities like that. But kind of getting back to it is Lumen kind of developed initially as something for men, but it does not exclude women. Um, There are chapters that definitely have uh, like mixed men and women as members. Uh, Generally, most of them do. The high percentage tends to be the men. But... uh, it does not exclude the women. And uh, like I know in, in Chicago, it's Mary Beth and there are a couple others. So it kind of depends a little bit on the dynamic. Um, actually, here in New Orleans, uh, when we started, we had one or two women that were very interested, but just 
time-wise scheduling and all that, it just didn't pan out when we first initially kind of got the, uh, the chapter going. And, and that's kind of the, the, you know, the tough thing is like, look, these guys, everyone is super busy um, trying to pull them all together for the leadership, you know, circle once a month where we focus on, you know, specific virtue, like confidence in God, prayer, faith, humility, you know, integrity, excellence, some of these different virtues. It's just a great meeting. Right. But it's like pulling teeth to get these guys. Together. <laughs> it's so, like the nailing, crazy schedules, nailing jello right, to the wall. So, right. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's awesome. Like, you know, and, and what, what we do is usually schedule these things like three to four months out. So you get it in the calendar, you know, we, they all commit to doing it. And what we've seen is uh, right now, what's working for us at seven in the morning, we meet, you know, it's about once a month at seven to eight thirty at the Medry country club. We have kind of a, a simple breakfast, coffee, simple breakfast. And then we start the circle. Um, about every three or four months, we try to do an evening one, which can often be with a dinner. Um, since our guys are younger and they have kids, what we do is we just have dinner at home. And then uh, we meet at one of the men's homes, usually around eight o'clock. And we go from eight to about nine thirty or 10 o'clock. So these snacks some drinks and things like that, but it's a little more relaxed because, well, yeah, they don't got to go to work, uh, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, which is normally after, you know, the eight, eight thirty, seven to eight thirty time. It sounds like you're really iron sharpening iron. Can, do you have any stories that you can share of the men sharing feedback of how it's impacted them in their business life? Well, and that's the great thing. And I, and I'm, you know, I apologize. We weren't able to get one of the men on for the call just to hear their own witness. You know, it's so awesome to see in some of these uh, meetings, like one of them who is a lawyer um, came and said, look, you know, I, I have this situation where some difficulties in, in my day-to-day thing. And he kind of said, look, I, I, I want some feedback. I need some help and how I can be, you know, strong in my principles, how I can be true to my faith and, you know, not be, you know, be flexible and be understanding, but to be uh, strong and setting, you know, the right uh, example and things like that. So he's like, I just want some feedback. And he asked the other guys uh, and, you know, they've developed this kind of deeper friendship and trust where um, the guys gave some great feedback and said, you know, look, I'd see it like this and I'd see it like this. And, um, you know, this member said, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful because like, I'd never looked at it that way. Right. And, and so it gives them this um, very safe environment where they can talk freely and openly. Right. And know that uh, there's this really high level of trust in each other. Father, Father, as I'm hearing you describe this camaraderie and the connection personally that develops, I want to also bring up the fact that you have a pretty active website. I've been looking at it, and I love the blog posts that you have. And one of them is When the Market Meets Morality, and it's a story of a priest who was a former socialist, I guess, and a little bit of a transformation. (laughs) And, of course, that piqued my interest. And so I just wanted to get a plug-in for your website as well, because not only do you provide that one-on-one in person, you provide the, um, the digital assets as well. Right. Yeah. And that, so if you want to go to the website, it's lumeninstitute.org. That's lumeninstitute.org. And uh, there's a lot of very good resources. Actually, we're starting a video series. Father Mark, who's our national chaplain, the one that had come down uh, to do help, help us out with the retreat this past year at Notre Dame, 
he's kicked off some of these videos. So there's like a couple of videos on prayer on a few of the other virtues that we're hitting in the monthly uh, leadership circle. Um, they've reached out to us, some of the other chaplains uh, in the different cities. I think all of us are going to have our, our opportunity to help uh, put together some of these uh, little videos. Um, so they're, they're constantly kind of putting fresh things. Like you said, they have the blogs, they have um, some good uh, formation tools and resources that are right there on the website. And then, of course, um, for the Lumen members themselves, uh, there are some special uh, resources that they get, like the leadership circle that they have. They get a packet each month um, that explains more in depth the uh, specific virtue, the case, um, you know, where uh, all of that's provided. So it's not like they're showing up there and they just, you know, uh, are kind of starting with a blank sheet. It's, there's a lot of information that they have. It's sent to them couple of days in advance so they have time to read it they can kind of come prepared this sounds like an incredible organization we're so glad to be able to share about the lumen institute thank you so much for joining us and i i hope there will be some men and women out there listening who will be interested in bringing it to their community thank you you lumeninstitute.org thank you father jacob for your time on your day off to talk with us and share with our listeners about the lumen institute thank you so much all right bye-bye Lisa, um, what do you think? I love the fact that it is a way for people to not just um, compartmentalize business. Susie, I think it's so easy for us to think, okay, this is my social life. This is my faith life. This is my business life. But this is an opportunity to integrate it all, isn't it? Well, it really is. And you know, Lisa, this is, like I said earlier, near and dear to my heart because it's the world I happen to live in, my husband lives in, my children live in. And um we do have to bring our faith into the workplace. We happen to live in America. We live in a capitalist system. We live in a free market system. And um, sometimes it's a bit of a, I don't know, a tightrope walk sometimes with um, needing to do the things. Like he mentioned, you know, the men get together, and they talk about it. And a man may say, hey, I've got to lay off some employees. Tough stuff sometimes. That's tough. Um, I mean, you feel responsible for people. And yet the problem is, is that the business has to continue and thrive. And if the business isn't bringing in what it needs to bring in for all kinds of reasons, possibly people have to be let go. So I love that he's making it real and they're assisting and helping people in this world. And I think the fellowship aspect is just so important. I think it's easier for women to connect sometimes, Susie, in this area of our faith and bringing it into our everyday lives than it is for men. And this is a great opportunity to help them do that. Oh, it totally is, Lisa. Well, here we are. We're sparking, baby. We got some sparks this week. (laughs) (laughs) Want Want to start? Yeah, so um, when you're going to a friend's house for dinner and you don't have time to make dessert, and I will tell you, I make some really good desserts, I have discovered the Buntinis at Nothing Bunt Cakes. I don't know if you've ever oh had them. Oh my gosh, Buntinis. They are adorable. They look like little bitty round, um, They're they are, they're little bitty round Bunt Cakes, but they're small and you you get... Um, you know, like I think you can get a dozen of them or maybe a few more. I might be wrong. At least a dozen in, in, in a box. So it makes a really nice presentation and they're delicious. I love nothing but cakes. Those are the, you wouldn't think that a, a delicious, like there's something to do with a bunt cake, right? Yeah. 
it's the best stuff in the world. It's like eating a cloud. Well, and they're different flavors. I love that too. <laughs> oh, that is that is the best. Okay, Lisa, again, we're like connecting, but this is about food, but a little different part of food, uh, grocery delivery. It's where it's at, baby. Like I'm sounding like I'm in the 60s again. It's groovy. Um, grocery delivery. Do you know that you can get, there's certain codes you can punch in for like your first three to be free from neighborhood Walmart, Rouse's, does grocery delivery i just want to get a big plug in for that yeah i wish we had that when we had the babies huh i know is that crazy (laughs) it's good for these new moms that's right (laughs) well we're gonna close it out today thank you so much for being with us on catch the fire catch the fire is a production of catholic community radio